Sleep sock time! <laughs> Yes, we aim to please. That took way longer than I wanted it to. But we do aim to please. Yeah. And as you can tell, we have our own band now. Yeah, welcome back to Vertigo Voices with special guest Low Fidelity All-Stars. They're great. They're great. We should recruit them more often. Yeah, they came in just for that. See you later, guys. <laughs> Thank you. All right, and they're gone. <laughs> Now we can get on to the real reason you all came here. All right, welcome to Vertigo Voices. I'm Colby. I am Sophia. And we're here to talk about Vertigo comics and their impact on the music of Low Fidelity All-Stars. Because it all comes back to Vertigo. <laughs> well, as we saw last time, a lot of shit comes back to Vertigo. Like uh, uh, Doctor Who. Doctor Who, Harry Potter... Somebody Harry Potter can suck a fucking dick, okay? <laughs> a micro dick. <laughs> One of my favorite South Park quotes of all time is the Lord of the Rings episode. Have you ever seen that one? Yes. Oh, when yes. they're trying to return the movie and... Um, one of the kids is like, screw this, I'm going to go play Harry Potter. And Cartman goes, fine, that's fine, go play your Harry Butthole Pussy Potter, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the animosity towards Harry Potter fans. And I'm no Lord of the Rings fan, but I will take them over Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Here, here. Lord of the Rings is at least, uh, I don't know, a lot more honest in its cribbing of uh other sources you know whatever just right, like right. just like the, the the hero journey and all that whatever it's it's uh it's a lot more scholarly i guess <laughs> well and it just it knows exactly what it is and it delivers on all fronts yeah. so and you know i mean and it had made those amazing hobbit movies well stop all three of those <laughs> all all what like 10 hours of that Hobbit saga, of that, like, 150-page book. <laughs> I was feeling all warm and nostalgic for Lord of the Rings, but now you just killed it. Killed it dead. Well, everything's got that point. <laughs> yeah, cash cows must be beaten to death. You either end at Lord of the Rings, or you live long enough to see yourself become the Hobbit. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, yeah. Tear, tear, tear. I forgot to mention this last time, uh, right off the bat, I finished Sweet Tooth, The Return. Oh, yes. That, like, sequel series. It was fine. Just fine? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was... So it's all about uh, a uh, clone of Gus. That's who the main character is. Clone of Gus, who has some of Gus's original memories, so he keeps seeing visions of Jeopard. Jeopard's not really there. And he was created by the humans... To go out into the world with all of the hybrids and spread the disease that will kill the hybrids. Goodness gracious. And then he was like, no, we're not going to do that. And maybe they go out to the 
opening. I don't know. It's got a weird, like, one of those, what's going to happen kind of endings. It's like, is he going to go out or not? I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was fine. <laughs> it just, it wasn't really saying anything that the original book wasn't already saying. Um, in a, and in one of those, like, hundreds of year later epilogues, I just didn't, didn't feel very essential. It's fine if you've read the rest of Sweet Tooth, and by all means, give it a read. You'll probably like it, because it's still Jeff Lemire. It's still Sweet Tooth, so it's still good. It just didn't really blow me away. Fair enough. All right. So maybe put it a little bit lower on the tier. Don't have to get around to that one quite as soon. But I mean, again, if you're reading Sweet Tooth, then give it a read, because it's all part of the same continuity. It's not like it, and it's not like it undoes anything that Sweet Tooth did. It's just not, not as impressive. Yeah, it's just not essential. Oh. <laughs> So I would say new readers, don't, don't fucking read it. But if you've already read Sweet Tooth, then yeah, read it. Okay. I was going to mention this last time, but I couldn't find the tweet. I still can't. But uh, my new segment, Bad Guy Todd, oh, <laughs> where I continue to bring up shit about Todd McFarlane. As you just continue to rain yeah. on everything that brings me joy. <laughs> Eric Larson, uh, the comic book artist and writer, created Savage Dragon, did a lot of work for Marvel. Um, had commented that a lot of times kids will come up to him at Comic-Cons with, like, comics. He's like, little kids who knew that he did Spider-Man. Because he worked on Spider-Man in the 90s. And they'll bring him up, like, a Spider-Man comic that has nothing to do with him that he didn't write or even look at. You know, like, it, you know, and he said he just smiles and signs it and is like, have a good one, kid, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not going to tell a kid I didn't write that. You know, like, it's just weird. So he, he signs it and he, he just said that every time a kid does that, he... Uh, he signs it and sends them on their way. And somebody in the comment to that comment said that, like, yeah, that's why Todd McFarlane has an age limit for uh, comic book signatures. Is uh, it really? Yeah, apparently you have to be, like, a teenager or older to get a signature from. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> oh, God. I'm like, fuck, that's weird. That Can you weird. imagine that, uh, like, uh, sorry, sorry, you have to be this tall to get a signature <laughs> from Mr. McFarlane. I was just thinking that. <laughs> Oh, well, I don't, I guess, I I guess it would be weird to have a small child reading Spawn anyway, because they're not meant to. McFarlane wrote Spider-Man, or did art for Spider-Man for years. He's done other mainstream stuff. I just thought that, like, so that applies to anything that he's written? Yeah, apparently. Oh, I thought you were just talking about, like, Spawn, and like, I could understand that. No, he has an age requirement to get an autograph. Oh. And again, this is not a primary source, so... I shouldn't really be saying this because I don't know if it's actually true. But this person said it very, like, nonchalantly. Just like, yeah, that's why why McFarlane has an age requirement. (laughs) Mr. McFarlane, if you're listening, is that true? (laughs) And if it isn't, then what other horrible thing do you require of your fans? (laughs) Eating any kittens lately. (laughs) Do you remember this whole thing about the baseballs, like the home run baseballs? No. That was weird. Remember when, like, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, is that his name, were doing the whole home run derby thing? Apparently McFarlane was, like, obsessed with buying those home run baseballs. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I just remember that being, like, really weird because it was, like, a whole thing. Like, news stories about him, like, buying up baseballs, like, out from under other collectors or kids or whatever. (laughs) As he's twisting his mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever floats your boat, I suppose, but... <laughs> Bad guy Todd. Bad guy Todd. <laughs> Alas. <laughs> right up there with J.K. Rowling. <laughs> stop. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no one's as evil as J.K. Rowling. I'm sorry. 
right. Her her wickedness is its own universe. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I got another Colby has issues. Um, this was the one that I was going to do last week. Like all of this shit, apparently. Um, so my first Colby has issues today is uh, Heavy Rotation, the book from uh, uh, Shelley Bond. Yes. This was the Kickstarter that I put in for. So it comes with a bunch of extra shit, the book itself, um, a little uh, bumper sticker. Awesome. It's all about college radio in the 80s. Um, My name is in here somewhere since I uh, basically wrote it. You know, no big deal. (laughs) You contributed. (laughs) Yes. I also, she has another Kickstarter that she just finished. And we didn't record when it was going, um, but I did put in for it. And uh, this one sounds fucking awesome. It's called Filth and Grammar. And it is an autobiographical look at editing comics in the 90s, specifically the foundation of Vertigo. Oh, I bet that's good. Yeah. So I, uh, I put in a good chunk on that one so I get a hardcover edition of it. Is it still going? No. Oh. The, the, the funding ended a couple weeks ago. It got like like six times its actual funding goal. So it, she made a ton of money on that one and on heavy rotation also. This one far exceeds, exceeded its original funding goal. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. That one's going to take a little longer. Like, this only came out in a couple months. But she said that the expected release date for Filth and Grammar is March. Okay. So, yeah, it'll be a while. But that will be one that we'll definitely want to cover on the show since uh, it is uh, directly tied to Vertigo. Absolutely. And then my other ones for today, uh, I went to a local shop in town called... Time Bomb. It's on Garland. It's uh, like an old toy store, and they've got some random shit. My daughter loves going there because she gets the old 90s Aliens toys. Oh, that's right. There. The guy Josh knows it's really cool. Um, so I was flipping through his comic section. He had uh, all of the Preacher specials. So I got Preacher, One Man's War, like the origin of Hair Star. Uh, I got The Good Old Boys, <laughs> which is the story <laughs> of uh, Jody and TC. Look at, oh. look at little T.C. Dunn. He's got fuck that fish. He is. <laughs> um, Preacher, the story of you-know-who. Oh. All about Arseface's origin. And then uh, Cassidy, Blood and Whiskey. Oh, fantastic. Which I actually used to have this. But I sold it at a yard sale because I have this story in a graphic novel. But I just wanted the actual issue. So anyway, got all those. Um, they're pretty cheap. They're only a few dollars each. Yeah, it's actually cheaper than the cover price. Paid four dollars for this one. Its cover price is four ninety five. <laughs> Good deal. Yeah, yeah. These are all huh, cool. So, um, looking forward to rereading those. I've read Preacher like five times. <laughs> <laughs> so really, I'm not going to be reading any of these. They're just going to stay on my shelf. <laughs> I have the whole collection of graphic novel. There you go. But yeah, it's. Uh, I always love finding uh, fun finds like that. You do have a lot of issues. So many issues. <laughs> I've got more issues than J.K. Rowling has terrible opinions. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> Your issues are a lot more enjoyable to talk about, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. Speaking of. Speaking of issues? Well, I mean, today we're not so much talking about the comic books as we are. <laughs> Work through the segue. Get there. <laughs> I'm getting there, I'm getting there, I'm coming. Well, we're talking about cards. Yeah, we're talking about Vertigo cards. 
Um, Vertigo greeting cards. <laughs> it says, like, on the cover, like, to a great grandson. And then you open it up, and it says, like, the devil wants your soul. <laughs> Vertigo comics. Vertigo comics, yes. Yeah. No, uh, the, Sam, the, the Vertigo trading cards. So back in the 90s, you couldn't go into a comic shop or a toy store or a local apothecary without stumbling over a display for Tops or Skybox or Fleer Ultra. <laughs> Just all sorts of uh, trading cards. People loved baseball cards and trading cards and comic books got in on it with uh, with their superhero cards and like Marvel had a bunch of card lines and DC did as well including um, Bloodlines. Oh, yes. Did you open those yet? Did I you go did. into those? I did. <laughs> Are there any rare cards in those like foil ones or anything like that? Um, there was, there is a foil one of um, huh, I can't remember the monster's name. Anyway, he's like the main Alien. No one remembers the monsters today. <laughs> I, I would wager there's somebody right now reading Bloodlines who's looking at that creature who doesn't remember what it looks like. <laughs> Probably. Okay, yeah. But anyway, I was very excited yeah. to see it. Nice. <laughs> but no, you're right. Uh, they were everywhere. Yeah. I remember, like, they were even in gum for a while, weren't they? Well, kind of. I mean, kind of. There was uh, uh, the Batman cards from like 89 had gum in the pack right right in fact hold on one second i have a pack of <laughs> batman cards you can feel the gum in there oh it. no way yeah. where'd you find this uh that was at jedi alliance a long time ago <laughs> i actually didn't buy that i think bear got it for me for my birthday i actually i opened it up and looked inside and then just resealed it because this is just like <laughs> you know like if, if you were to tear this apart it would still reform right. <laughs> like it's it's shape is so well uh Whatever the word is. Just creased yeah. into the... <laughs> over time. 1989, yeah. Wow. I still feel the gum. So if anyone wants some 1989 Batman gum, I'm the person to go to. <laughs> At this point, it'd probably be like either it's going to break off in your mouth like dust or it's going to be like chewing rawhide. Yeah. <laughs> I had a shitload of those cards when I was a kid. I don't know where they are. But other than that, I was never a big card collector. I had a few cards here and there of like, oh, fucking Wolverine card. And then, because, I don't know, mid-90s or so, the bubble burst and this whole fucking industry just came crashing down. Alas. <laughs> There's only a few survivors. Like, Pokemon have always been popular. Like, those card games have always been popular. Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, fucking... I'm sure there's a billion others that I don't give a shit about. Mm -hmm. Marvel actually had one called Overpower. Oh. Uh, that was like kind of like uh, kind of like magic, but for superheroes. And I, I think there was a DC spinoff of it towards the end. Because I remember having a Blue Beetle card that I really liked. But uh, that was, that, man, I'd like to track those down now. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so DC got in on these. I mean, DC's always had cards in the 80s and 90s, like, like the Batman ones I just showed you. They had uh, DC Superheroes card line, Superman, the Man of Steel. I think we talked about those ones before. Um, and I've always talked about how I've, I've only recently started collecting these. Just one of those things that, like, I've... It's gotten to the point where it's hard for me to find a Vertigo comics that I still need for my collection. Mm -hmm. And so it's, like, I've still got that collector's itch, though. So what can I, what can I find to scratch that? <laughs> and... I discovered that there was a Vertigo card line like two years ago 
So I looked them up and could find complete sets and you could find the rare hollow cards. But you could just buy boxes of them, just unopened boxes for like $10 each. I found one seller one time with, I think, I think there was eight unopened boxes of Vertigo cards, just these, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, for like 60 bucks. So like, yeah, sure, why not? So I bought those. That, that That's thousands of cards. <laughs> I tore into them, started tearing them apart and looking in. I had a complete set after, I think, three boxes. Nice. So then I just had all of these unopened boxes. I gave one of them to the comic shop in town, one of them to Josh at Time Bomb, one of them to Merlin's, the other comic shop. <laughs> and then I think I still have, like, two just sitting around. No, I gave another one away. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of that, I, I got my Vertigo collection really quickly. Then after that, I found out that there was also a Sandman card line. <laughs> so then I took some time. I bought those are considerably more expensive. So I only got two of those. I was able to fill or to make a full deck, except for some of the special cards. So I had to track those down individually on eBay. But regardless, I, I completed my collection of both. Um, so I've got two binders here. There's the Sandman one and the Vertigo one. Now, you wouldn't think it, but this was the most expensive thing. The binder. Because this is an official Sandman binder. It's beautiful. Um, do you really want to know how much? <laughs> if you want, tell me. I'm going to beep it out so that my mom doesn't hear this. <laughs> the, the binder itself is $80. <laughs> yeah. But it's pretty cool, and it's got, like, you know, stars. And it came with this, this giant card. Ooh. Of the doll's house. Oh, that's gorgeous. Yeah. And yeah, so anyway, let's go through the Sandman ones first. So this actually, this was released before Sandman completed. So this, d- this does not encompass the entire comic series. The first few cards here are uh, covers. So like there's the first issue, there's the Constantine issue, there's the, what's his name, Mr. Miracle. Um, that one is that. Oh, that's uh, 24 Hours. The, the diner one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the cover. There's Sound of Her Wings, the introduction of death. Um, yeah, and just like all the, the great issues. Oh, there's a Corinthian. Oh, that's cool. The eyes there. Greatest hits. Calliope. I remember being very, uh, very disgusted by that issue when I first read it. That was sad. And not not the least of which because of the different, like, stones of power. And that one was just a fucking wad of hair from somebody's stomach. Right. Because that lady that would chew on her hair and then swallow it and it collected. And they talk about the smell of it because there's chunks of half-digested food stuck inside <sighs> of it and everything. I remember reading that as, like, a high schooler or a middle schooler. I mean, like... I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> like, I don't know if I can do this. Because <laughs> that, like, my my imagination ran wild with that. Oh, I don't blame you. Seasons of Mist. There's the key to hell. One of these. Which Seasons of Mist story? One of these introduces the dead boy detectives. Who are main characters in Children's Crusade. Uh-huh. And that was always an issue I really liked. The distant... Mirror, but distant mirrors. That's not the name of a volume. Fables and reflections. Oh, okay. okay. Within fables and reflections, so that one story about the Greek emperor, Emperor Augustus, as he hangs out with that little dude. Little dude. What's his name? Um. Okay. Da, 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 future. 
It doesn't say. No, of course not. They just they don't even talk about him on this. <laughs> <laughs> That's dumb. Um, yeah, Game of You. Man, I need to fuck, I need to go back and read these later issues. Oh, I wonder if Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm just gonna ask what these are. That's from uh is that Brief Live. Brief Lives? This is Convergence. That's not the name of a volume. <laughs> it's either Game of You or Brief Lives. I don't know. That the storyline convergences. Gypsy gives young Vasily a picture of the Duke's beautiful daughter. I don't know which one, which volume those are in. Who's the artist on that? Was it safe? Sure. Uh, that's all Dave McKean. These are all Dave McKean. All Dave McKean. Okay. The covers were all Dave McKean. Oh, damn it. It doesn't get to... I was hoping it was going to have the Prez issue, but it doesn't get to that. So this ends at the first issue of Fables and Reflections. Ah. <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> They're yeah. gorgeous. So the first 50 are uh, covers. And the last cover issue is the Ramadan uh, issue, uh, of, like the Middle Eastern Sandman. Okay, that's right. I haven't read that one, but... Which I'm sure uh, fans of the TV show will, would be very upset to find out that there was... <laughs> A Muslim Sandman. <laughs> oh, no! I remember, I remember when we were talking about that, when Gaiman's like, hey, guess what? Go read the comic, because there is a Muslim Sandman. I can just see the gritted teeth as he's typing that. <laughs> you fucking Philistine. <laughs> <laughs> you fool, you fool. Oh, boy. Anyway, then af so after all of the uh, individual comic covers, then they do uh, character portraits. The very first one is Kane by a personal favorite artist of mine, Sergio Aragones, um, who I actually saw in person at the Quick Draw at Comic-Con a few years ago. But he's got that, like, Mad Magazine style of things. It's such a weird, weird style for somebody like Kane. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Looks like a Sunday comic strip. Yeah. And on the back, like, the Kelly Jones art on the back of it is far more how... We usually see Kane. And there's Abel, little, little pudgy old Abel there. It's by Kevin Nolan. Show Orlando does Lucian. Michael Kaluda. I don't know. It's W.M. Kaluda. What the fuck is that? W.M. Kaluda? <laughs> well, it's like W.M., but the M is small. <laughs> is that supposed to be W or uh, William? Is that like an abbreviation? Or... We're going to find out. Michael Kaluta, but I don't know what the WN means. All right, it just says Michael Kaluta on here. <laughs> I look him up on, uh... yeah, it's William. His name's William. Okay. Sometimes credit is Mike Kaluta or Michael WM Kaluta. <laughs> because why not? Whatever, William. <laughs> <laughs> you get to put down your artist signature any way you like, I suppose. Fiddler's Green. Who's that by? Fiddler's Green by P. Craig Russell. He's a good artist. Oh, and then the uh, Corinthian is uh, Dave Gibbons. Dave Gibbons. Dave Gibbons. Uh, remind me what I know. He did I... a little book you may have heard of called Watchmen. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're better with names than I am. And then what? Merv is Jill Thompson. She did... Fuck, she did something I just read. What was that? Ah, it doesn't matter. It's a Vertigo book. The um, name is very familiar. You got a brute and glob. 
That's another Malcolm Jones the third. He does a lot of the backing art on these because they just take art from the comic. And uh, Malcolm Jones did a lot of early Sandman stuff. Ooh, uh, Matthew is Michael Zuli. He is an artist I really fucking like. So he did the art for the last volume of Sandman, The Wake. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's done, I think he did another Sandman story or another two, whatever. But in The Wake, they didn't ink it. So it's purely his uh, pencil line art, or not line art, but pencil drawings with color. And it looks like, like a sketch style or whatever. But without the inking, it for somehow, it's somehow like more vibrant. <laughs> it's really weird to describe that, but it, it looks really cool. I remember Gaiman saying, like, I wish everyone could see his art before it gets inked. And uh, just so you can see, like, the delicate line work that he has on it. And um, it was really cool to see that in the last volume. Sounds like it has more texture. Hey, the three witches. That's Zuli also. So that's... Uh, never mind. I was hoping that there was going to be a, uh, an example, but uh, this is before the wake, so that hadn't been written yet. Clericon. Did him. Shea Anton Pensa. I don't know who that is. Shea Anton Pensa. Hey, Philip Bond and Lucifer and Mazikeen here. He's the husband of Shelley Bond. Oh, yes. Back then was known as Shelley Roberg. Apparently her father, I think is Mickey Roberg, he's a comic book artist as well. Oh, runs in the family. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. I like that card. Well, they're all, they're all really good. It's hard to pick one that... Like, do you have a favorite in here? I don't know. Oh, Mike Allred did uh, Ishtar there. Um, Mike Allred being the creator of Madman and the person whose autograph I just got on that <laughs> issue of Sandman that I got at the estate sale. So that's my favorite card. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Understandably so. Um, I don't know. Matt Hetty, that's a good one. Oh, Matt Hetty's done by Duncan Fagretto. He did the art for a lot of Vertigo stuff. Like, uh, oh, what the hell is the name of that book? Enigma, one of their first miniseries. Oh, yeah. It was originally going to be at Touchmark. It was supposed to be a, a Disney book. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. We've discussed this. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm... How, how uh, Touchmark or uh, Disney was going to do a whole comic book uh, company spun out of Touchstone. That's right. And then they went kaput, and they sold all of their shit to Vertigo. Well, thank God for that. Yeah. So we got Sebastian O and Enigma and other things. <laughs> I can't imagine those books being written for Disney. Exactly. It's, <laughs> looking back on it, it sounds so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it really does. Oh, there's Azazel and Coranzan. Coranzan. Vincent Locke. Um... Oh, and Charles Vest. We just talked about him last week. Oh, yes. With Puck, Loki, and Cuckoo there. <laughs> I always loved the design of Loki in... Um, he's in Seasons of Mist, and then he comes back in second to last volume. The Kindly Ones. This is like shock of red hair. It's very vibrant. On Emperor Norton, that's a character I always loved. So he was a real guy. Um, have you heard about this dude? No. He claimed he was the emperor of the United States. He's just this crazy old guy that lived in San Francisco, I think. And became like a local celebrity. And there's a whole Sandman story about him. Um, about his life. Sounds like one I should read. Yeah. Have you not read all of Sandman? I, 
I feel like I've missed stuff. Honestly, I've read a lot of it, but I feel like I've missed quite a bit. Well, it's really easy to get it all now that it's nice and collected. <laughs> you can get it all in one big book. You can. I'd prefer to get the individual graphic novels, but whatever. <laughs> I want to carry around a 12-pound book. <laughs> See, I like to carry around 12-pound books, though. It's too much. <laughs> That's the only way I get exercise. I'm not a weightlifter. <laughs> I, I think this one might be my favorite. John D. That's uh, Guy Davis. Oh, that's creepy. So he's the artist on Sandman Mystery Theater. The oh. artist that... When we talked about that book, I had said that, like, he's... Like, why did they ever get any other artist? <laughs> <laughs> it should have just been him all the time. Because I fucking love his style, and especially on that book. It just gives everything a creepy, dirty vibe. That was a creepy, dirty story. <laughs> it's Unity and Rose. Um... Glenn Dillon. I don't know who they are. Hmm. Some artists I don't know. That's surprising. Um, I thought it was a John Waters. That's <laughs> John Watkiss. That would be hilarious. The Siamese cat. <laughs> that, so the Siamese cat story, the that cat story of Sandman, I don't understand why that's as popular as it is. That's the one that's basically like the cat society, right? Yeah, like the dream of cats, whatever. Yeah. I don't like that issue. Really? <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's kind of boring to me, and it's in the middle of a larger storyline. I remember the it being in the middle of something, but I can't remember what it's in the middle of. It's in, um, fuck, what's it called? Uh, the second volume. Mm. What's that volume called? We'll find Doll's out. House. Doll's House, yes. It's either the beginning or the end of Doll's House. I can't remember. But that's back when the storylines were still pretty linear. Mm -hmm. And so to have everything just stop to talk about fucking cats while they're asleep, whatever, like, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> well, I don't know, like, because that's, um, uh, what is, what is this story called? Um, dream of Cats? Dream, dream of a Thousand Cats. Dream of a Thousand Cats. Um, because it's, it's, I'm getting the word wrong. The compendium or whatever it's in is called Dream Country, right? Is it? I think so. That would be volume three. Could be, maybe. But anyway. Well, the Dream Country is all individual stories. So maybe that, maybe it's not that it broke up the narrative for me. Maybe it's that I just liked all the other short stories better. Because <laughs> I just remember really not feeling that one. Um, Calliope, yeah, Dream of a Thousand Cats, Midsummer Night's Dream, and Facade. Definitely the weak link for me in those. Okay. Facade's really good. Facade's the issue that, like, Dream is not even in. Maybe he's only in at the end. The one with, uh, what's her name? Uh, Element Girl and Death. Oh, oh, oh. Death helps her commit suicide. It's a very, very beautiful story about a woman getting up the courage to kill herself. <laughs> Touch of the Kevorkian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need to reread that. I listened to it on the audio drama. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Because the audio drama goes through Dream, dream Country. Oh, does it? Yeah. Uh, the first volume. It, although I've mentioned this when we first talked about it, it swaps Midsummer Night's Dream and Facade. Flips them. Oh. Because Midsummer Night's Dream is like a bigger ending. Like the, mm. Oh, yeah. You know, the, you gotta have the big Grand Gunal. Exactly. Uh, we got Lida and Daniel Hall there. That's by Mark Hempel, who does the art for... I just said this. The kindly ones. <laughs> the one where Dream dies. <laughs> Who, I remember when that first came out, Gaiman had said that 
people hated the art for that one. Why? Because it's kind of cartoony. Oh. And he said that, like, people hated that volume for a while because they're like, oh, the art sucks. But, like, nowadays, it's probably considered the best Sandman volume. <laughs> and Gaiman's been like, I'm so glad that turned around. <laughs> because I, I thought people were wrong about the art. I thought they were wrong about its placement. And to see people actually, like, embrace it now, he's like, I'm very happy with that. There you go. It had its uh, time in the sun, delayed time in the sun, but... Wanda. Uh, so Wanda there, uh, Gaiman had mentioned, when, when he was talking about Lucifer, the TV show, and the One Million Moms that were trying to get that show pulled, you know, that organization. Yeah. They call themselves One Million Moms. I bet there's only, only a couple thousand. <laughs> because they don't know how to count. <laughs> there's probably five, ten thousand at best. <laughs> he said that they were, you know, they were petitioning... Uh, uh, Fox to pull the show because, you know, glorifies the devil and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, well, these are the same people that were trying to get Sandman pulled from the shelves because I had the audacity to include a transgender character in there who uh, was, like, a human being and not a joke. And, you know, like right. like a, a character with thoughts and feelings and all that. And he goes, well, it didn't work then. It's not going to work now. Right. <laughs> Stop it, million moms. You're giving other moms a bad look. Uh, Shakespeare, that's another Charles Vess, um, which I, that may have been my introduction to Charles Vess, that, that specific issue. Oh yeah, Joanna Constantine. Oh, there she is. Who did the art for that? Uh, that is Stan Walk. Stan Walk. W-O-C-H, I think that's how it's spelled. Oh, you know what, there's my favorite. Hob motherfucking Gadling. <laughs> I love that character. <laughs> Great name. Great name. Oh, it's the Dead Boy Detectives. Who did theirs? That's Matt Wagner. Nice. Those, they were creepy. Yeah. Creepy, creepy kids. I love those guys. <laughs> Michael Zuli again did Calliope. Nana, I really like her. Yeah. Malcolm Jones. Um, Michael Zuli did Hob as well. Hob Gatling. It's such a fun name to say, yeah. too. It's fucking great. <laughs> These are always my favorite cards right here. The Checklist. Got all the cards. Uh, so you can keep track. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then after, so this is, the uh, checklist is number 90. So there's 90 cards in the original fucking run or whatever. And then you get into the special cards. Ooh. They're all gold foiled. And there's one for each endless. Oh, wow. There's dream, destiny, desire, despair, delirium, destruction, and death. And my favorite thing about this is Gaiman wrote the backing on all these. Oh, did he? Yeah, like, so for Dream, it says, Dream accumulates names to himself like others make friends, but he permits himself few friends. In this aspect, and we perceive but aspects of the Endless, he is a rare, or he, excuse me, he is a rake thin with skin the color, or he is, Jesus Christ, starting over. He is rake thin with the skin the color of falling snow. Dream casts a human shadow when it occurs to him to do so. And the art for that one's by Dave McKean. Destiny, which artist Kent Williams, Destiny is the old, oldest of the endless. Some believe him to be blind. Others claim he has traveled far beyond blindness, that he can do nothing but see the intricate patterns living, with thi living things make on their journey through time. Destiny leaves no footprints. He casts no shadow. And then Desire by John J. Muth. I don't know how to pronounce that. It is said that no portrait may do desire justice, for to see him or her is to love her or him. 
passionately, painfully, and to the exclusion of all else. Never a possession, always the possessor. Desire is everything you ever wanted, whoever you are, whatever you are, everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like that. Destruction by Glenn Fabry. He's a favorite of mine, too. He's the cover artist for Preacher. Preacher, yeah. And a lot of Hellblazer. No one ever kissed Despair, except her brother Destruction. Centuries ago, his beard was rough against her cheek. She misses him now, as do the others. Since he fled his realm, things are still created, still exist, are still destroyed. But it's no longer his responsibility, no longer his fault. Deliriums by Jill Thompson. I mentioned her earlier. Once was delight, but that was long ago. Delirium is the youngest of the endless. Her appearance varies most. Her realm can be visited, but never comprehended. For what poet has reported more than its merest fragments? Who can know what delirium sees through her mismatched eyes? The Despairs by George Pratt. Desire's twin is queen of her own bleak born, pocked with windows that are, in our world, mirrors. Sometimes you could look into the mirror and feel her eyes upon you. They are the color of the sky on the wet gray days that leech the world of meaning. So then the last one is Death by Bill Sinkovich. And and there is death. (laughs) There you go. I love that. (laughs) The end. (laughs) Bill Sinkovich, I follow on Twitter. He is still a fucking amazing artist. He still does knocking shit out daily. <laughs> Who does he, like, freelance, basically? Or? Uh, probably. Um, he spent most of the 80s working on New Mutants. Oh. Um, he's worked for basically every publisher, done a whole lot of characters, but he's got this, I don't know, really interesting style. It's hard to describe. It's just a Bill Sinkovich style. <laughs> <laughs> the one, the only. Uh, if you ever get a chance, you should look up Bill Sinkovich's ass. What? <laughs> yeah. It's this thing on Twitter. So, uh, not Twitter, Facebook. Last year, two years ago, he uh, showed a photo that he took that was a reference pic. And it was him, nude, like going, like looking behind himself like that. Um, and he like blurred out his butt. And he was like, yeah, people say I make an ass of myself, so I'll make an ass of myself on purpose, you know. <laughs> and he posted that, and then immediately people started making their own versions of it <laughs> like him as a superhero him as whatever and it was just all of that same pose and it was fucking hilarious just like thousands of these pictures of bill sinkovich's ass I'm sorry i missed that yeah. <laughs> that so then, beautiful yeah so then after the endless here then there's the one super rare card here this little hologram of of uh dream, dream. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, yeah. wow. and then uh the last one here this doll's house card is the promotional card the promo card you could find this in comic books or uh, at the comic shops. All over the place. Yeah. That's great. And then I've got the huge version of it back here, which is the Doll's House cover. That is. I, I love the colors on that. I just think it looks like a genie in that image. kind of does, yeah. Something about it. It looks like a little, little, little gin. <laughs> yeah, you should put it in a frame and put it on the wall. No, it goes in here with the others. <laughs> How dare you suggest otherwise? <laughs> So yeah, that's the Sandman cards. Now onto the Vertigo ones. Here we go. This is my favorite little collection. Um, so the first one I have here is the Death Sky Disc. Death Sky um, Disc. This is super fucking rare. Go ahead and look it up on eBay and see how much they go for. And I actually I just found one of these in the the book or in the boxes that I got. Excuse me. This uh, it doesn't work in here because it has to have like direct sunlight. 
if you take it out in the sunlight and shine it on there, you can see an image of death in there. Oh, that's cool. And it says, sunlight is recommended, but a flashlight, a spotlight, or even a mag light is a good light source to view your death sky disc in its full brilliance. The fourth in the SkyDisk series, this latest technology allows you to experience death as you never have before. By holding your SkyDisk flat, horizontally, and lighting from directly above, then slowly turning it, death comes alive. Side views, rear view, front view, overhead view. You have death in your sight for a full 360 degrees. Remember to hold flat in the sunlight, turn slowly, and get your chance to look at death in the face. Well, okay, I'm going to look it up right now, because I want to know how much it's worth. I want to say like 50 bucks. Still, that's a, a pretty hefty price for a card. Yeah. That's cool. I'm tempted to be like, we should pause, take a break, take an intermission, <laughs> and go out in the sun. So the first few cards I have of these are just the, um, what are they called? The uh, promo cards. Oh, yeah. Remember when we got that, when we did the mystery box? Yes. One of the comics had a, I think it was the Books of Magic promo card. But they Swamp Thing, Books of Magic, Sandman, Constantine. Those were all the promo ones. And this one here, Nevada, that's not a part of this series. That was just a card that they put out to commemorate the release of that comic book series, Nevada. So I didn't have anywhere else to put it, so I put it in here. Why not? <laughs> and then the first chunk are covers from Swamp Thing. All good stuff. And it moves on to Hellblazer. Some key issues is the first issue. Hold Me, which Neil Gaiman wrote. Um, really good. Issue, Family Man. Um, I can't remember what was that the. No. Oh, that was Newcastle. Doesn't matter. <laughs> and then that that cover or that image of Constantine is like iconic to me because so I remember seeing that in a uh, the Zero Hour magazine that DC put out. I remember seeing that as a kid and being like, "That looks fucking creepy." It's just like the Constantine with like a dead look on his face, leaning against a door frame with blood on his body. And just being like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, <laughs> I don't like that guy. <laughs> Something bad has happened. Yeah. And then the Gabriel issue. It's the issue that Gabriel's backstory. Yeah. It goes into Sandman. These are some newer covers that weren't in the original Sandman cards. Still not the Prez issue. <laughs> that one seems to be eluding us. And the beauty of Shade the Changing Man. I mentioned this before, but that cover right there, that's what I always go to when I want to describe Byronic. Good descriptor. Yeah. Yeah. Those covers are just something else. They're so eye-catching. That cover uh, right there, that specific one, describes him as the mad, mad mod poet god. Mad mod poet god. <laughs> Damn it! I want that on my Twitter handle, if only. <laughs> And I love the shade covers. Um, I think they were all done by Duncan Figretto. Yeah, I was right. Wait, that one wasn't. <laughs> Duncan Figretto? Most of them, some of them, one of them was. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they all were, but no, there's that one. Um, the others are, let me see, that's there's Sean Phillips, Brendan McCarthy, Duncan Figretto. Oh, there's two Figrettos. <laughs> no. Chris Bachelot. He did the art for most of it. And then the Animal Man. I remember that cover freaking me out when I was a kid, too. That weird eagle Animal Man. That is kind of freaky. Some good ones there. Hey, I'm reading that one right now. Oh, yeah? That's the uh, Children's Crusade tie-in issue. Ah. <laughs> That's funny. 
And then Sandman Mystery Theater. I fucking love that comic. Ooh, yes. Those are all the great, um, oh, like, collage ph- photography covers. Yeah. And Black Hawk Kid down here. <laughs> Remember that? Black Hawk Kid? Oh, I don't think I ever... We talked that, about that story, Black Hawk Kid. Oh. When Gaiman was trying to yeah. pitch Black Orchid. Yeah, Black Orchid. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, probably for the best that that didn't take. Who's Black Hawk Kid? <laughs> uh, Doom Patrol, I remember that cover of the Chief's head in, in the ice. I love that one. <laughs> That's wonderfully gruesome. Books of Magic. There's Death hanging out with uh, the people of Fairy. Oh, there's Old Tim, the one that was in that, oh, the yes. market. Oh, yes, yes, Huh. I'll be goddamned. I didn't realize that, that was actually a character later in the series. <laughs> huh. And sure enough. That's cool. And then from there, it goes into the character portraits, kind of like the Sandman one, the Swamp Thing, Arcane. That Abigail Arcane, that was the last card I got. And, like, I went through, like, two boxes before I actually got it. So apparently it's rare, maybe. Right. Maybe just bad luck. I don't know. <laughs> You've got it, though. That's clearly Michael Zuli. Yep, it is. Um, Tefe, Sandman's, or, uh, Swamp Thing's daughter. And then it goes into Hellblazer here with Constantine, Kit Ryan, First of the Fallen. Oh, that's cool. And then the Endless all get theirs again. Even though they just had an entire fucking card series. (laughs) Death, Desire. I imagine they're one of those those groups of characters that if you get the chance to illustrate it, you just jump at it. I like how Desire is just all animals fucking. (laughs) <laughs> like Desire's <laughs> face is just reflected in the water and there's just like pairs of animals together just so doing their funny. thing yeah yeah the last card we looked at in the actual series I mean it's pretty but I thought that she looked well she, she looked like a she she looked way too much like Kate Bush I didn't think so I, I thought that was very androgynous yeah. okay. and I like that, that that's probably my favorite look for Desire really? that image is just burned into my head because that image of desire I don't I I see both and the thing I like about it is you can't see anything else it's it's uh like there's nothing obviously sexual about it no you, know, you no. can't see any any of desire's body it's just like a hand and a face and it's more than anything it's human mm-hmm. I, do, I don't see the male or the female I just see the humanity of desire of the endless and that's the whole point of the endless they're the representations of humanity's faults and uh good aspects i don't know whatever (laughs) but i just yeah virtues there you go faults and virtues but i just i see like the undeniable humanity and i think probably more than any other endless desire is probably the one that is the most tapped into the human psyche Oh, definitely. I you know, agree. Desire knows how to how to play people like a fucking fiddle. <laughs> right, right. And uh, and I think I think that's all. Like there's there's warmth, there's darkness, there's uh, kindness and evil. Like there's everything in that one image. It's gorgeous. Don't get it's beautiful. But I I see Kate Bush. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> It's like, I Even the lips are different. I don't. I, no, not really. Not not not. Look not at the upper much. lip. That's totally different. Totally. Kate Bush's upper lip is more flat. She's got a she, he, whatever. It's got the defined, whatever that's called. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Different eyes. 
different eyebrows, obviously different hair. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see it. There's, there's like that little part. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> Next, they both yeah. have a neck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that <laughs> desire definitely has Kate Bush's bottom neck. <laughs> <laughs> Twins, practically. <laughs> So what is this? Doom? Yeah, Despair, Destiny, and then it goes into the Doom Patrol here. Oh, okay. And then Black Orchid and Susie. Ooh. Shade the Changing Man. This is a Rack Shade. It should. That's his full name. And then the Shade characters of Kathy and Lenny. It's a weird one for Buddy. It's the Animal Man. Oh, that is a weird one for him. And there's his wife and kids, which are featured in Children's Crusade. And I really love the Sandman Mystery Theater one. Now it's like a cover of Mystery Theater Magazine. Because within the comic, that's what, like, uh, Diane writes for Mystery Theater Magazine. She writes stories about the Sandman. <laughs> nice tie-in. There's one for Wesley and Diane. There she is. Invisibles. Tim Hunter. Oh, and there's the Falconer. Ha-ha. <laughs> we talked about Tanya, Kid Eternity, Scarab. Oh, which you also were... talked about. Yes. And I think this one's my favorite, Jonah Hex. That is cool. Like a Ace of Spades, Jonah Hex card that looks so fucking great. That does. That's fantastic. I have a friend that works at the comic shop here, and I was going to give him, like, when I was going through this, I found a Jonah Hex card. I'm like, that's so cool. So I went, I was like, dude, check out, you can have this Jonah Hex card. Like, isn't that cool? And he's like, eh, I don't really like Jonah Hex. I was like, well, then go fuck yourself. I'll keep it. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> don't really like Jonah. Like, what the? It doesn't make any sense. Everyone likes Jonah Hex. <laughs> Who hurt you? Yeah. Who we got down here? And then there's the Dead Boy Detectives. Skin Graft. This was a story about uh, the tattooed man, Green oh. Lantern villain. Yeah. In a little spinoff story. The last one, that was a really odd book by uh, Jim DeMatteis. Uh, I've read it, but it's been years. American Freak, that was a, a, a Swamp Thing spinoff about the Unmen. Oh. Sebastian O oh was the, one of the first Grant Morrison miniseries for Vertigo. Mercy was also J.M. DeMatteis. The Extremist, I've read that one too. I can't remember who wrote it. It was a weird story about S&M and kinks. Ted McKeever, of course. <laughs> it's very Ted McKeever-y. Just the man for the job, huh? Mystery play, that's one of the ones that I talked about in our first episode, about, like, the investigation of who murdered God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in a, a mystery play. Yeah. Rogan Gosh, I have not read yet, and I don't even own it. It's a little harder to find. Really? That's one you don't have, huh? Yeah. Witchcraft, I don't have every issue of that. I'm working on it. Moonshadow, I only recently finished collecting. That one, so that one started as a completely different... Wasn't didn't start at Vertigo. Oh no! And then it uh, was eventually came to Vertigo. Then there was like a spinoff, or not a spinoff, a, a graphic novel like c- continuation of it called Farewell Moonshadow. Oh. No, how many? Um, uh, who's the writer? Uh, I think it was Jam J M De Mateus Also, maybe not. I think it. Oh, that just says the art. God damn it. I think it was, uh, because he was talking about it on Twitter. Vamps, that's had a couple spinoffs. I don't have every issue of that either. How many issues are there? I don't know. Because there's been like three spinoffs and probably six issues each. I don't know. Then Enigma! Oh. Duncan Figretto. Heart of the Beast. I can't remember if I have that or not. I think I do. I have to go back through the archives. Yeah. 
And then there's the beautiful little checklist. <laughs> I don't like the check checklist doesn't have the it never lists the special cards. Oh. So it doesn't list the deaths uh sky disc or the uh gold foil ones. This one only has six gold foil cards, but again I have them all. Swamp Thing, Constantine, Sandman, Tim, Shade, and Mystery Theater. I really like that shade one. That's badass. Yeah. Fantastic. It's another Duncan Figredo. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so each one has a different uh, author on the back. So the Sandman is obviously written by Gaiman. Of course. And it just has 50 words to describe dream. Pale, true, melancholic, wise, dangerous, elegant, vain, gentle, solitary, touchy, hurt, romantic, sentimental, male, dark, irritable, honest, shy, formal, politic, uh, ethical, cold, deep, sovereign, loving, brooding, noble. Stiff, beautiful, safe, uh, oh, excuse me, stately, regal, capable, deliberate, ironic, gaunt, precise, inevitable, discreet, intangible, sardonic, charming, memorable, intelligent, serious, lonely, aloof, intense, elusive, feline, endless. Well done, Damon. Constantine, Constantine's is written by Garth Ennis, Swamp Things by Mark Millar. Books of Magic by John Nay Reber. Shade by Milligan. Peter Milligan. Sandman by, or Mystery Theater by Matt Wagner. Those are all the respective writers of those books at the time. I forgot Mark Millar got his start on Swamp Thing for Vertigo. That was like his first major book. How many issues did he do? I don't know. 20 or so. Quite a, quite a good run. Million. <laughs> Well, that's neat that they got the individual authors to... Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And then in the back here, I just have a bunch of the packs. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. No, they're empty. I just, I like the, like the design. I like to have that. It is a nice <laughs> Um. So I also, last thing, I've got two packs. Let's open them up and see what we get. Yes. All right. I was... two of my collection of unopened packs. <laughs> I was eyeing them. Like, I bet we get to open yeah. those up. All right. I got... One of the things I like about these is they are in order. They're they're actually uh, in order. They're, they're numbered or whatever. Oh, they're yeah. from like smallest to biggest. So if you open it up from behind, you can see if you got a rare card immediately. Oh, how can you tell? Just... Because look, see. Oh, well, if it's three, like... 15, 41, 61, 68, 88. They're, okay. always, they're always in numerical order. Gotcha. And the rare cards have the different backs, so. Tell immediately. So I got a Swamp Thing, Sandman, Books of Magic, Kathy from uh, Outside Bach, um, Shade, Diane from Mystery Theater, and Heart of the Beast. But you have all of those. I, I can't imagine there's anything in here that you can No, I, I, have, I have the whole collection. Right, course. exactly, exactly. Aha, Swamp Thing, Hellblazer. Nice. All right, Sandman. I really like that one. Animal Man. Doom, Doom Patrol. I who is that? I love that. Whoever that is. Ah, my eyes are so bad. Bob Bob Fingerman. It's cover for issue seventy three. Ah, and the Falconer. Nice. Not bad at all. Nice mint. We didn't get any duplicates. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good deal. Yeah. So anyway, I, like I said, I've been collecting these for a while. It's nice to be able to talk about them because I think it's a fun little collection. Well, and they're just all the different varieties of art. Just, it's kind of one of those things that you can just carry around this portable 
a truly portable piece of art that other people will see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that will long outlive me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Except that it's written in my will that when I die, I'm going to have all of these just pulped into paper mache and then covered my body and then put in the ground so no one else can enjoy them. <laughs> you will be mummified in vertigo cards. Exactly. <laughs> That's kind of cool. <laughs> I hope that is written to your will. If it's not, you really should make it happen. Yeah, yeah well, now I'm gonna. <laughs> there you go. Let's take that family. You have to deal with that shit when I die. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I, a part of me has wanted to do that. Just make like a ridiculously stupid and overcomplicated process for my, you know, like when I die. Just because, like, well, you, you have to honor it. You, you have to. It said so. You have to do it. Right. It's what he would have wanted. I have to be cut into twelve equally weighted pieces. Oh God! Taken to different sections of the planet, and at the same time, <laughs> each one has to be. Lowered into a golden chalice before buried in exactly 16 cubic inches of red dirt that has been specifically prepackaged from a beach in Maui. Because memories. Because he loved that beach so much. He did. Dude, that, like, you're guaranteed to go straight to the Neptune Society. <laughs> They're just going to burn you in color crib. And whatever, I'm not really gonna fucking care. <laughs> a dead piece of meat. Have you, <laughs> you know, dead pieces of meat? Have you watched any of the second season of I Think You Should Leave? <laughs> that was a good segue. I have not seen the second season. No. It has a profoundly hilarious segment. It's like this guy talking to you directly. He's like, it's one of those like commercials. It's like, oh, you know, AMC's not on fucking Charter anymore, so you better call Charter and get AMC put back on. You know, mm -hmm. have you ever seen those commercials? I probably. Well, it's just this guy going like, Corn Cob TV has been taken off of Spectrum. And if you want it back, you better ask. Because otherwise, you're going to miss out on great shows like Coffin Flop. <laughs> and then it just cuts to this coffin and like Paul Bearer is carrying it. And the bottom just tears out and his body flops on the ground. <laughs> and everyone goes, ah! And then it cuts. <laughs> He's like, that's right, coffin flop. He's like, people always come up to me and say, is it rigged? I didn't rig it. I didn't rig fucking shit, okay? <laughs> this is just hours and hours of dead bodies tearing through shit wood and slapping on pavement. <laughs> He's like, one in five of them were naked. People ask me, how come there's so many naked ones? I don't know, man. We're just there filming. <laughs> He's like, it don't matter if they're nude because they don't have souls. <laughs> yes, yes. Just, oh. And like ev after everything he says, it then cuts to a scene of a dead body falling out of a coffin and everyone's screaming. <laughs> I'm not proud to admit it, but as soon as you said coffin flop, I was like, yeah, I watched that show. <laughs> dead bodies falling out of shit wood and smacking the pavement. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I need to watch that. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking amazing show. Um, I've watched the whole second season probably like six times now. Dropped last week. <laughs> Just a source of laughter. I mean, in reality, it takes like an hour to get through the whole season because it's right. only like 15 minute episodes. But uh, yeah, it's amazing. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, cough and flop. Get on Corn Cob TV and, uh, and watch it. Demand it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't rig shit. <laughs> 
Right. Yeah, uh, coffee flop has become a whole thing on Twitter now too because of that. <laughs> I saw when the Emmy nominations came out the other day, someone said like, "So coffee flop got shafted, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's one reason to be on Twitter. <laughs> the one reason. The one reason. That, and so did you hear that, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, Don Cheadle got nominated for his uh, guest appearance in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh. And he was in the first episode for like two minutes. And he commented like, yeah, I don't get it either. I don't know why. <laughs> he was like, to those who are supportive, thanks. For those who are, like, angry about this, um, like, I get it. <laughs> and to, to those who are confused, I'm there with you. <laughs> oh, Don. <laughs> that man is a treasure. <laughs> yeah, that is a weird nomination. I mean, I get it. He was good in it. I, I thought it was a really powerful conversation they were having. Granted, he was only on <laughs> for, like, two minutes. <laughs> so there's probably someone else who was more deserving. But regardless, I, uh, I'm not, like, angry about it. I... I understand the reasoning, even if it was a limited screen time. Fair enough. I think probably the guy that played Bradley on that, Carl Lumbly, he probably would have been a better choice. Where where have I seen him before? Um, I don't know. He played Martian Manhunter in the Justice League animated series. Oh, okay. He was so I've heard his voice. Isaiah Bradley on uh, on Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's it. Oh, he's been in a, probably been in a lot of other stuff. <laughs> Those are just the two that immediately come to mind because one of them's new and the other one he was on like a million episodes of. Okay. I'll look up that filmography later. I just... Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, end of the show time. Uh, we, like and subscribe. Listen. Fucking share it. Do all that stuff that I always say. <laughs> Not just share it, but fucking share it. Yeah. Fucking share it. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> So that coffin flop video ends with just him addressing the camera going, I'll kill you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, please yeah. do that. Watch me. coffin flop. <laughs> listen to the show. Follow us on Twitter at Vertigo Voices. Instagram Vertigo Voices. Email vertigovoices at gmail.com. You should already know this. You fucking idiots. <laughs> We have nothing but reverence and affection for our listeners. Making me repeat myself. (laughs) Go listen to Low Fidelity (laughs) All-Stars. How to Operate with a Blown Mind. Today's song was Battle Flag, which I bet you've heard because it's great. (laughs) So, yeah, support our band, please. Yes. So, I remember in middle school seeing a commercial on MTV. that was like, Battle Flag, the new single from Low Fidelity All-Stars. And just they had that like da, 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 part, and I was like, I gotta fucking get that. <laughs> Sold. And it took me like years. I was at a Best Buy in Boise, Idaho, and I got that CD. Best Buy. And I rebought that CD recently, <laughs> like I don't know, like six months ago or whatever. I rebought that CD because I realized I didn't have it anymore. You should always keep your music on some type of physical form. Exactly. I learned. The yeah. Hard way. I do everything on physical. Look at my fucking. <laughs> Piles of DVDs. Well, not piles. <laughs> not that bad. Neatly organized yeah. shelves. <laughs> Library, we'll call it. Exactly. That's my wall of comic book media over there. It's a beautiful thing. Anyway, all right, so we're done. Um, goodbye. Listen. Fuck off. <laughs> Farewell. Right. Goodbye, listen. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>